0: premier league is just one day away and with it comes the greatest football fantasy game ever the fantasy premier league and with the game comes a range of emotions like agony happiness disbelief and euphoria and with that thought i welcome you to the podcast where we the fans talk about football from the stands and this is a special episode because you know uh, this is the first episode in the series of a podcast where we're gonna talk about the fantasy Premier League. And uh for that we have veterans of Fantasy Premier League here. So let me introduce you to Sagar. Hello Sagar. Hello, hi Uh we have Yashasw. Hello, uh
1: Yashasw this side and uh thanks for having me.
0: Crazy! I'm a Liverpool fan too. So we have uh, Sashwat, who's coming back again after the Manchester United episode. Sashwat, welcome back. Yeah, hi. Although I would like to clear that I'm uh, I'm farthest away from being a veteran of FPL. All right, that that you know that adds uh, another dimension to this episode. You know. Yeah. So uh, we have two Manchester United fans and two Liverpool fans in the house tonight. This is going to be fun. <laughs> It's, it's pretty much going to be attacked uh, so, Yes, yes, I'm totally up for it. So, uh, alright. So, Yashastu and Sagar, please do tell me and also Shashwat, how long have you guys been playing? So, let's start with um, uh, Yashastu, you tell us how long have you been playing this game for?
1: So, I've been playing the league, FPL league since 2012. And uh, I initially started when I, I was in Mumbai and uh, we had this thing in office. So, we we were we were three friends. One Manchester United, one City fan and uh, I was a Liverpool one. Wherein, like, we used to play mm-hmm. for fun. And uh, this would be my ninth year in FPL. I used to play, like, for fun. and uh, But then, recently, it got so much into me, like, I've become an addict now.
0: <laughs> I don't blame you for that at all. Uh... That's a crazy story. Sagar, please tell us about yourself. How how long have you been playing the game?
2: Uh, so, I have a very different story from Yashasva. Uh, so, kind of, I was a very avid Manchester United supporter uh, from 2008. Mm-hmm. And we initially used to win a lot, a lot of trophies. And once Ferguson retired, uh, we started losing a lot of matches. So, that's what brought me to FPL uh, to stay connected mm-hmm. with football. So, I have been playing F- FPL from 2015. So, this is my seventh year. Uh, playing FPL, so and I won't say I am a veteran. Uh, I'm still learning after seven years. So yeah, that's a bit about me.
0: All right, uh, and Shashwat, please tell us about yourself. How long has you have you been involved in the game?
3: Um, I think it's been seven to eight years now uh, since my first FPL league. But uh, I wasn't really very active every year. I used to give up somewhere uh, in the mid-year or in the mid-season. But uh, last couple of years, I've been playing consistently, I've been doing better.
0: Yeah. All right. So, this is a question for everyone. What is the highest rank you guys have reached? So, we'll start with who, who likes to start this question?
1: Yes, just with this side. So, my yeah. highest rank was 20K, that was in 2018 and 19. And uh, I'm pretty much sure, like, I mean, the amount of efforts that I'm going to put in this year, I'll be able to reach somewhere near that.
2: Right. Uh, that sounds that sounds great. So, I'll go next. So, my highest rank has been a 3K. And I've achieved 3K a wow. couple of times. <laughs> 2017 and eighteen Back to back. And so, I plan, means my aim every year uh, from the start is to finish top 10K. So, I mm-hmm. wish I Again, achieve
0: that mark. A 3K is really, really commendable. I mean, oh my God. (laughs) This is something I I can't even dream of in FPL. All right. Okay. I need to take a breath. (laughs) (laughs) Sashwat, please.
3: Uh, I I guess I have been. The best I did was last season, I think, uh, somewhere around 80 to 90K, somewhere in between that. I think that was the best.
0: Okay. I have been playing FPL from like 2014 season, and the best ever I have managed is 50. 50k, I guess. 50k. And that was once. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, how excited are you guys for this season? Because this FPL, the prices have been touching the sky. Bruno Fernandes, the essentials. You know, we call the FPL essentials. Salah, Fernandes and now Trent as well. Uh, uh, these guys have been just so important to every team. Uh, so, do you think... Okay, I'm going to take four names, okay? Kane, Salah, Bruno and Trent. So, do you guys think that these guys are absolute essentials in every team? Sagar, we'll start with you.
2: Uh, so, uh, to begin with, Salah and Bruno Fernandez, uh, uh, Fernandez are pretty, uh, pretty near to be essentials uh, because uh, they are the most costliest players and they both can deliver uh, hauls like anything like uh, a double digit haul every every other game so they are very close mm-hmm. to essential Kane right now I think so it's not essential because uh, we are not pretty sure if he will get a transfer request to Manchester City or mm-hmm. he will stay at Spurs so I am not pretty sure uh, so I would say Salah and Bruno should be there in every team uh, to start with and then we can downgrade mm-hmm. it to other mids so that's my initial thoughts on them and what about Trent? Trent, I do like Trent, uh, Trent a lot. Uh, so my strategy over the years have been to start with uh, a cheaper defense compared to mm-hmm. premium defense. So I plan to go without Trent initially, but it might all change in the next twenty four hours. If I get uh, oh, right, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, If I get that FOMO fear, fear of missing out. So I might start with Trent. So nothing is locked currently. So yeah, so that's my opinion. Start big in midfield and then go from there.
0: Like this SochCast? Tune in for more with the SochCast app from the Google Play Store. Mm, Nice, nice. Uh, Sashwat, what about you? What do you think? Uh,
3: Starting with Kane. uh, But Harry Kane, I would say that if he moves to Manchester City, then uh, the story would be completely different. Uh, If he stays with Spurs, like I uh, used him last season, because what happens at Spurs is that uh, the maximum goals come from Son and Kane. So he then becomes yeah, yeah. an essential if he does stay in Spurs. Uh, Salah, mm-hmm. I'm not very confident considering the last season. Uh, uh, maybe with Van Dijk coming back, I I think I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll see if Liverpool's defense is strong enough to let the forward players attack freely. Then I'll be mm-hmm. considering Salah. Bruno Fernandez definitely, like uh, definitely an essential. Uh, Manchester United has been revolving around that wizard. So I he's someone I did not lose out on last season. I'll not lose out uh, this season. Trent Alexander-Arnold gave me. um, uh, He gave me uh, like I played triple captain on him. The game week in which he scored twenty five points. He gave me double game week. uh, Yeah, yeah. So he gave me seventy five points in like uh, one double game week. Like one game week. So and I I like I have always had a strategy of only playing fullback right back and left backs I didn't play centre back at all in my mm-hmm. so Trent Arnold is definitely at the centre so, out of these four I'd say I'll drop out on Kane uh, sorry yeah I'll mm-hmm. drop out on Kane for now and I'll drop out on Salah for now but Fernandez and Trent Arnold are right. definitely just to counter over here so Salah scored a hat-trick on the first week last
2: last year so and it hey, was yeah, against a yeah, yeah. yeah it was against a promoted team and Salah is again playing a promoted team in Norwich so, yeah, be prepared. <laughs> if not yes, Sarah has
0: a tendency to score on the first game week. Like Since the exactly. day he has come into the Premier League, he definitely scores one goal, if not more than that. And apart from that, many people uh, are going to captain him.
2: So, his ownership is also very crazy. So, yeah, I would suggest that have him at
3: least to start with. So, so that is that is where like i think strategies differ like for me uh, yeah. when i see there there's a player that has been selected by uh, a very large number of people i don't generally go for it because i've, I've very normally seen that differentials make all the difference in lft like i think if you've read there's a scout column called differentials like the players that have been less bought but bring out the points those are the players that climb up your ranks So Salah is like of Of course Salah is an essential. No doubt in that. But
0: I'll just I'll just wait for him. I'll just wait for him to play. And I can't have all four of them. So I have to make my choices. Yeah. All right. So now coming to Yeshas, what are
1: your thoughts? Uh, So you gave the names which are which uh, in the previous year were very very important. But considering Kane and his yeah 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 and uh, considering Kane and his transfer dilemma right now, so I don't think gain is an essential right now, but then Bruno and uh, Salah template bits, so the thing is like if you see the effective ownership of Salah, it ha- it I mean yesterday I saw it was somewhere around like 130, so <laughs> these people, Salah and Bruno, although they are like premium mids, so they, they are, they are needed, like you simply, them. it's kind of like missing out these two people, and these two players are like, they, I mean, as uh, Shashwat said, like, I mean... In the... Bruno. In a similar manner, if you see, so Salah's contribution over the years has been tremendous in terms of, like, goals or assists. And uh, since he's on penalties as well, so automatically Salah goes in my team along with Bruno. And just to surprise, like, I mean, I have Mane as well. And uh, I had to skip uh, Trent for obvious reasons because uh, I am like Pretty much Packed with my And uh, This is the thing Like I mean Trent is needed But then if you see Like um, With the injury To Robertson Recently So Simikas Mm -hmm. is one Very option That is coming up And um, Till Till yesterday The PSP percentage Of uh, Simikas Was uh, 0.9 Which rose to Mm -hmm. 12.9 So He is coming up As a very good Differential in terms of Like buying for a 4.0 I'll definitely. be skipping uh, Ted and uh, Kane for now. And once the transfer window is over, we will definitely think about Kane because he is someone who is who is like I mean, um, a golden boot contender, and he will definitely you know come up good whether it be for Spurs or for City. But for now, like, like the start of the season, uh, Salah and Bruno fit in my team.
0: Yeah, you mentioned Semikas. Semikas has been the talk of the town in all the FPL. Uh, podcasts or uh, managers or Instagram, Semikas is now has become uh, the must own for a 4.0 defender coming from a top tier team. Uh, I think yes, Semikas would make a difference, but I don't think that's going to be a long term thing because Robertson is going to be ruled out for I think three or four games. So uh, if we if people take Semikas now, uh, they might be forced into a wild card pretty early. That's what I think.
3: Nikhil, what's what's your take on the four essentials?
0: Uh, Salah has been in my team forever. Like the day he has come in, he has been in there and not even gone once out for even one single game week. Uh, With Bruno, I think from last year, he has become a really important character uh, to have in your team because I suffered from it. I suffered last year because I didn't have Bruno and by the time I had him, it was too late. Yeah, uh, because you, you,
3: you, you were just not able to keep your hatred for Manchester United aside for a
0: minute. <laughs> no, I thought because Son was a better option for me, I thought last year. Because Son was banging goals at the start of the season. And Bruno, you know, Bruno was a gift which keep uh, kept on giving consistently throughout the season. And Son lost his shine for a while. Right. So, that is where I skipped and that is where my, you know, rankings went down really. But I'll not do that mistake again and I have uh, Bruno, I have Salah and I have Trent in my team as of now and obviously Kane nobody's having because of obvious reasons so yeah I think uh, the premiums are sorted now let's talk about uh, the good forwards you know uh, the good important forwards which can take important chunk of your money so in that 10 to eight range, we have uh, Vardy right now, and we have Bamford, and I think Lukaku is gonna come in in the same range, if not uh, more than ten. I think may, he may be 11, around eleven or ten. What do you think, guys? Lukaku around that guy, that price range? I feel, yeah, yeah. I guess so. I,
2: I would agree. Yeah, I guess Lukaku will be eleven point five or eleven because he would be. Uh, in chelsea team and chelsea create a lot of chances so i feel Mm -hmm. 11 or 11.5 is the right price for him
0: yeah because i remember the time lukaku left he was around 9.5
2: yes roughly around that
0: yeah yeah so definitely he'll be up around around 10 10. 10.5 or 11. so would lukaku be a good option coming in uh transferring from a new team but, you know, he has a history with Premier League. So, would he be an immediate choice for your team? Would you consider him? Would him not? So, I'll
2: uh, take this up. Uh, yeah, so I'll take yeah, this up. Yeah. Uh, so, initially, uh, Lukaku would miss the first game. And if you see Chelsea's mm-hmm. fixtures, uh, fixtures, the first seven fixtures, the first one is, is the easiest one, Crystal, Crystal Palace, yeah. Palace at home. But looking further, for the next six matches, they play all the top four teams and the fixtures become very uh, difficult. So, initially, I guess uh, we can avoid him because we have Bruno and Salah and we won't have um, much more funds uh, initially. Mm-hmm. So, my thinking is he would become an essential from game week 7 onwards, not for the first mm-hmm. 6 weeks. So, I would rather avoid him and go with Bruno and Salah over him.
0: Definitely. And I think Lukaku's time to shine would be after game week Chelsea's Uh, easier games come in. Yes,
2: from 7 to 11, I guess. 7 to 11, they they have a easy list of fixtures, which is the best, I guess, for the whole 38 weeks. So, if you look at that Mm -hmm. fixtures. So, it's amazing. So, you would need triple Chelsea for that period.
0: Yeah. And uh, coming from Lukaku, let's talk about Vardy. Vardy is someone who has been neglected throughout the FPL by majority of the people. And you know, he has punished everyone. So, would you consider Vardy in your team right now, or what do you think? Uh, Yeshash, what what are your thoughts on Vardy? I
1: I probably would be skipping right now. Then they signed Patsy. And considering his age, although he... But the thing is, like, I mean... uh, Money that I have to spend... To buy, it is 10.5 for Wadi right now. And uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I it would be a pass for me, for Wadi especially. I mean, right now, it would be pretty. I mean, I'm not so sure about the Leicester attack, although it's like, I mean, uh, there's Madison, there's Harvey Barnes, uh, then these three are already there. They are usually playing like two strikers up front. So, based mm-hmm. on it, like, I mean, uh, considering the price Wadi comes up with, it's a it's a pass home.
0: keep or drop Vardy I,
3: I would drop Vardy uh, I think uh, Vardy is at an age and he's at a time where I don't know uh, when would his downfall start so if I have to keep mm-hmm. Vardy I will wait and I'll see Not, I, I won't just keep Vardy if he scores a couple of goals I'll see if he gets in form like if he does become a regular scholar for Leicester. Maybe then I would take on Wadi uh, ahead. But uh, for the start of the season, I'll pass I'll Vardy.
0: Alright, Sagar, so, what are your thoughts on Wadi? Uh
3: So, my thoughts are quite similar
2: to both of them. Uh, so, what I feel is mm-hmm. Barnes, Harvey Barnes, uh, at a much cheaper price. Uh, 3 million less, I guess. Uh, he's 7 million. Uh, and yeah. he plays almost at the same uh, the same position as uh, Wardy. So mm-hmm. if you want to pick up someone from their team uh Barnes would be my pick compared to Bardi because he's quite cost- costly this time 10.5 mm-hmm. is uh too much for a uh, for a forward
0: yeah yeah definitely Barnes so if you go- have got a choice between Barnes and uh who's that guy Madison uh who who both come into the same price range so who would you choose between Madison and uh, Barnes uh, Sarkar
2: uh, so, I would pick Barnes because I haven't seen much of Ma- Madison in the preseason, to be very honest. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, reading on Twitter, I guess he is moving to Arsenal. That's what I last saw some uh, some posts and all. But I guess I would rather pick Barnes because he has been uh, very impressive in the Community Shield match also with Man City. He was very unlucky mm-hmm. not to score. So, Barnes would be my pick uh, if you want to pick one out of two.
0: All right, definitely. Now let's talk about the budget attackers. You know, let's let's talk about the attackers who come within eight to six range. A uh, Very interesting choice this time. This time we are getting is Ivan Tony, who's coming up at six point five range, and then we have the usual suspects. We we have DCL, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, uh, Callum Wilson, and Patrick Bamford, and Oli Watkins, Danny Ings, Antonio. So many players. So many players. We are spoiled for choices, I and mean, how how can someone actually decide whom to pick? I have like I'll tell you my my side. I don't have a striker. <laughs> I'm playing without a striker, and I'm going all on my midfield because I am so confused on who to choose. Uh, who we'll we'll start with Yashaswini. What do you think? Like who who could be the one if you want to? Who can give the maximum return?
1: My pick would be Danny Ings for now. Considering uh, the initial phases, because if you see the fixtures, then uh, Aston Villa have like, I mean, pretty easier fixtures in comparison to others. Tony could be a dark horse, definitely, because uh, we've heard a lot about him. So, he could be probably the the Timo Pukki, or if I say like, if I roll back the year, so he could be the uh, Mich- uh Michi from uh, Michu from mm, uh, Swansea Michu Michu from Swansea Michu, yeah. Yeah, from Swansea so this could be the scenario but then like i mean how he comes up and how he copes up with the the intensity of premier league that is yet to be known but definitely my pick would be either antonio or Dannings for now Danning's 8.0 and uh, uh antonio 7.5 so these two are the ones i'm i'm relying on right now but mm-hmm. uh, DCL is also there. Then there's one more option which you missed, and uh, that is Dimari Gray. He was the one. All right. Uh, yes. So he is like a very cheap. Def- I mean, mid right now, but he's playing as a central, uh, center forward. So he comes mm-hmm. at 5.5, and uh, he could be one of the smart picks probably. And uh, if I see the team selected by a percent of his so it is pretty low right now but then let's see how everton comes up because everton are everton you know that
0: uh, yeah and lots of their forwards are having a tough time because dcl was injured and richarlison has just came back from the olympics <laughs> so i think uh, th- you you're right gray could actually make a difference but then yeah, these are fixtures in the start uh, <laughs> we don't know how they're going to perform that's the only point
1: yeah but the I would go for Danny Ings considering they're playing Watford, New Newcastle and uh, Brentford. So mm-hmm. these three like I mean but after that, like it's a very tough fixture for them for Istomila. But then uh, I'm going with Danny Ings right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh Sagar, whom would you pick? If you have to choose one striker from that range, who's your choice? Uh so
2: my choice currently is Danny Ings because he's a proven goal scorer. Uh, so I am mm-hmm. looking at the first three fixtures uh, so I already have him I so my I am thinking a 3-4-3 formation uh, this season to start with so All right. my three strikers currently are Antonio uh, Danny Ings and Tony so that's mm-hmm. the three I am currently looking at so there is one more Callum Wilson I was looking at but yeah I don't trust Newcastle that much so yeah, yeah the
0: only problem, problem with now. Newcastle has been that they don't you know they don't know when to score, score, score and moves. when not to score yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right. So, uh, Shashwat, what do you think?
3: Um, I mean, I'm not
0: really very sure about the
3: choice, but I think I'll go with uh, Antonio last time. All right. Uh, because I I think that uh, he was in a pretty good form last season, uh, uh, and with Lingard going back to United, I think the goal sharing will stop. And like I I've always like choosing that one star player from a, a mid table or a bottom table team because mm-hmm. there's a lot of responsibility on them all. So, if there's anyone who's going to score from West Ham, it's mostly going to be so But
0: it's because know of
3: that regional. Yeah.
0: yeah, you know, Antonio has had a real history with uh, injuries. Uh, he's definitely not available for the whole season. I don't think he has ever been from the time I have started playing.
3: Yeah, so, so that, that would keep changing. There's no problem in that. Like, I I think mm-hmm. for the beginning of the season, I'm going with Antonio. Like, West Ham is coming with great energy. They've got, uh, they've done great last year. And so, so I'm just banking on Antonio for now. For now, as like, uh, amongst the list you gave me. Or else, mm-hmm. I think I'll have uh, Callum Wilson, uh, DCL and Antonio as my three strikers.
0: Alright, so now the forwards are done. Let's move into the most controversial or the most rewarding uh, area of the field in FPL, uh, the midfield. Uh, it's it's packed, it's packed. I can't even take the names because there are so many players with so many potential and so many, you know, proven goalscorers as well. So, the one standout that has been on nearly everybody's list is Rafinha from Leeds. Who all have Rafinha in their team right now? I have. Uh, I don't
1: have him right now.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, even, even I. Have, I also don't have him. I had him initially in the first half, but I don't mm-hmm. like his fixtures for uh, the first four fixtures, and I would rather punt on someone else. So I am avoiding him for now.
0: All right. My main fixture, my main pick from that region is uh, Syed Ben Rama. I think he's going to have a breakout season this time.
2: He looks very good. He
0: looks very good. Yeah, and because uh, Antonio uh, is also used to doing the little dirty work down the midfield sometimes, so that opens up the space for Benrama to run in. And also, uh, with all the preseason matches that I've seen, uh, he has been really good. So I think, yeah, uh, Benrama is definitely an option here. And yeah, who else?
2: Very price friendly also. Just six yeah, million. he's six.
0: He's six is so Just good. Six. Like once upon a time, six used to look very hard. You know, uh, when Sanchez used to come for like good uh, ten million. I miss the time Sanchez was there. Anyway, <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about Man City here. Man City rule. Everybody talks about. Do you have anybody from Man City in your team, sir? Sashwat.
3: At the moment, I don't, and I guess even if I do, I don't think anyone apart from Kevin De Bruyne is. For me, I would trust on a Man City squad. Although, if Harry Kane does come in, I think he is. uh, I think he's going to be uh, very important for Man City this season, and they they they're probably going to play Harry Kane every match. So, uh, if if Harry Kane comes in, I guess I could consider him, but uh, apart from De Bruyne, no one.
2: Just to add, yeah. if Harry Kane comes in, I think so his ownership will be hundred percent because no one will miss, miss a Man right. City striker on penalties and playing every minute. So I guess his ownership right. will be like Aguero's.
0: Right, right. Prime Aguero, Prime Aguero. Yeah, and definitely one guy who's making the rounds uh, from uh, Manchester City is uh, Mahrez. Uh, he's been really good, and I think he's the only guy who looks, uh, you know fixed for the starting eleven spot as of now. Uh, is he a good option coming in at 9 million price range? I do like I... him. Oh, sorry, I,
2: I do like him but I don't trust Pep to be very honest. So, if I'm mm-hmm. not going with Trent, I'll go with Maharas uh, because he's a very good pick for the first two fixtures and the second one is at home to Norwich. So, we can captain him but yeah, we can't trust with uh, Pep. So, it's 9 million is too much to spend on a player uh, who might not start.
0: Yeah, definitely, it's a very big risk. And then another player that comes in who surprised all of us last season is Gundogan. Uh, he has been again terrific into the goals uh, in pre-seasons. Is he an option to get into people's team? I think I had in my first draft, but not now. Who uh, wanna go? I,
1: uh, I, yeah. I guess
3: Gundogan became a very primary player after City were missing their striker option. Like he mm-hmm. became, uh, he just came up front. Now with coming uh, with a striker coming back into position, with uh, the Pep not requiring uh, pseudo strikers or like false nine position players in their squad, uh, mm-hmm. I genuinely doubt like Gundon will be able to repeat that. Or like I think the future of Manchester City to a lot of extent depends on whether it, I won't say Kane, I would just say whether they sign a striker or not. It's probably yeah. Harry Kane, but whether they sign a striker or not, because that changes things. To a, to a huge level, like Mahrez, as you said. So I've always liked Mahrez. Like he has been very impactful, like those people, uh, players who who have a lot of threat on the wing. But again, like Pep won't, won't play him. And we don't know when he would play him and when he won't play him. But with mm-hmm. Bernardo Silva going out, he is having some space to get in. So I think uh, the signing of a Manchester City striker dictates a lot about City squad like, the next season.
0: Definitely, and also there is a very pocket-friendly midfielder who is also world-class, that's Jack Grealish, Mm -hmm. who if you compare it to other people on Manchester City's list, he's very pocket-friendly. I don't think that's going to be the case next year. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. it's it's this year that we need to capitalise on, because Sterling and Jack Grealish are going to give each other a lot of competition this year. What do you think, Yashaswar?
1: Jack Brinkley, how he copes up with the this city squad. Although a, it was like, I mean, he was a very last year. As- as- but right now, if I talk about any any sort of city asset, so that would be Maharis for weeks. he has a, he had a very good pre-season and uh, he had in international duties as well. So, my main okay. pick from City would be, my main and, in fact, the only pick from City would be Mahrez. And two weeks after that, I need mm-hmm. to rotate it to like, human Son, considering the fixtures of uh, Tottenham. Like, they face Watford and mm-hmm. Crystal Palace. And probably then I will be, you know, downgrading would not, should not be the right word, but then in terms of like, FPL prices, so definitely like, I mean, from mm-hmm. Son, I'll be moving to Rafinha for the remaining games. But if you talk about Grealish, is a very, very fielder, uh, mm-hmm. to earn the, but then uh, considering the pep, uh, pep rule, so that's a very mm-hmm. troublesome thing. The only <laughs> important, yeah. the only constant in uh, Pep's team could be K, uh, KDB when is uh, when he's fit. But initially, mm-hmm. like, I mean, to be on the safer side, Mahrez is the one who is uh, in my uh, team.
0: Yeah, Man City has always been the headache since Pep has come in and it's been five years, so <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on to one side of Manchester to another where a certain left winger has come in called Jaden Sancho. And he is coming in with a very good price of 9.5. Very, very attractive, but not now, right guys? Sagar, what do you think? Sancho, yeah. when he would play an important role in FPL?
2: Uh... Sancho, so he's very exciting To be all, very honest At that bracket So I was considering him to start So I guess I'll wait for the press tomorrow what, mm-hmm. uh, what what the manager says So if he says he's going to start I think so he will be in my team Because mm-hmm. I'm very excited about Sancho Being a United fan So yeah, I'll just wait for tomorrow So he looks at a very good price 9.5 We can shift to Mares For game week 2 Or we can go to Son In game week 3 So he's a very good placeholder for all the mid-price um, mids,
0: yeah, definitely a very burning question. This: Would you replace Sancho with Bruno? Because he saves a lot of uh, money, you know.
2: Uh, I was also thinking about that, but I just saw the friendly of last week with Everton, uh, where mm-hmm. Bruno just smashed it. So, really, oh right. <laughs> so that changed my plan completely. I can't means I can't go without Bruno or Salah. It just mm-hmm. it's very fearing. Going without them,
0: yeah. This it it's I paid the price last time, so I'm not gonna <laughs> take any risks. Uh, all right, uh, Sancho. We talked about Sancho. Let's let's talk about Chelsea for a bit. Uh, we saw the game yesterday. Uh, Hakim Ziyech, Gry- is that right? Ziyech uh, was having a really good preseason, and then he dislocated his shoulder. Uh, he was a very good asset at 7.5, and now we lost him. So. Whom do we look in, uh, look in the Chelsea midfield now? Uh, we have Pulisic, we have Havertz, and we have, who else do we have who can score? Mason Mount. Mason Mount. Uh, who would you pick? Shashwath, if you've got an option.
3: Okay, so what were the options you gave me? Havertz, uh, We Mason have Mount.
0: Havertz, yeah. Mason Mount, and Pulisic. Uh, Havertz is at 8.5. Pulisic is at 8. And Mason Mount is at 7.5.
3: Howards I think has found his ground in the Premier League. I think he was not there uh, he was not doing very well in the beginning of the season or uh, even for uh, a longer duration of a time. But I think towards the end of the season I think Howards looked a lot more confident after Tuchel coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would go for Howards definitely.
0: Yeah, but you know he can ac- occupy a little, uh, important place in the midfield in your team as well. So, one really needs to plan for Havertz, I think. He couldn't be really be the starter up front. But uh, you can have Mason Mount. Uh, I think he'll not start the first game week, but he'll be instrumental in the coming game weeks.
3: Mason Mount was a very important player for me in the beginning. Like I, I saw him taking a lot of responsibility. I really like those like central attacking players to mm-hmm. get involved in the game to a, a larger extent. But um, Chelsea has improved a lot as a squad and Tuchel has used that squad really well. I have a genuine doubt if Mason Mount is going to have the same impact and the same importance that he had uh, during Frank Lampard's time. I I doubt that. Uh, If he does get into form, see, I I have switched playing my FPL uh, concept or my philosophy of playing FPL from deciding on players to just going for numbers. Like I have been considering form, threat, Points numbers for selecting mm. players. So if Mount mm-hmm. really does that, uh, I guess then Mount will be back in the squad. There's no doubt about that. But I mm-hmm. think Howard is going to stand out for Chelsea this season.
0: I, I I genuinely think so. Yeah, because what I saw from yesterday's match is like Howard's really got into the center forward or the false line position. Yeah. And uh, Werner coming in as the striker or maybe the winger as sometimes because when Howard switched in, Werner was the winger, and when Havertz came back, Werner was the striker.
3: Right.
0: Yeah. So, what are your thoughts, Yashasw so on Chelsea's midfield?
1: Chelsea's uh, midfield, I would say, like Kai Havertz is the only option to be in the spot. like I mean, and for the initial mm-hmm. six weeks, like I mean, considering. So, like I mean. I mean, I don't think it's a safer option. But then if you give an option, so then it's only...
0: Yeah, but as with yesterday's match, there were no like traditional fullbacks, as we call them in FPL, who were in the defender's yeah. bracket playing as a right-back. So there was Callum Hudson-Odoi who was playing as a right-back for majority of the game. And if that happens, that is a very big risk for FPL managers. That that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on to in, uh, like, I mean, Liverpool. In... Yeah, yeah. Continue.
1: I mean, just I was just conclu- uh, concluding saying that uh, for in six game weeks, uh, we should mm-hmm. avoid Chelsea prospect.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's move on to Liverpool right now. So we talked about Salah. Let's talk about Mane here. Uh, who wants to go with Mane? Because in my opinion, I have never had Mane in my team because I have always had Salah. Uh, Sagar, do you think Mane is an equal threat or is he avoidable?
2: I think so. The FPL, FPL uh, team should have priced him at around 11. So, we would have a choice between Salah and Mane. Uh, Right now, Mm -hmm. the price is very less uh, to go go for Mane over Salah. So, the the difference is just 0.5. And I don't think so with penalties and all, uh, seeing the penalties uh, which we get in Premiership, I don't Mm -hmm. think so Mane would be worth it. Uh, So, rather pay 0.5 more to get Salah and get that penalties and a captain option rather than Mane. So, that's my opinion Mm -hmm. about it.
0: Definitely. And Yashasu, you mentioned you also had Mane and Salah both in your squad. How does that work
1: for you? One of the things is, like, I mean, as everyone knows, coming Mm. to Mane, so he had a pretty bad season in terms of, like, I mean, uh, he used to score although he went on to score like 11 goals in the last season, but then uh, he was pretty much like out of touch. But season, I saw each and every and uh, he was a top Mm. scorer. He looked up and he has a point to prove and one of the things with Mane is like, I mean, he's a game changer. He can score from uh, literally nothing. So I'm definitely going That's what to me like uh, 12, 12 million. I mean, if you talk about Norwich, so uh, it's going to be a crazy game week Mane uh, in my team. Uh, it's a big differential for me. I'm... and mm-hmm. So, let's see how it goes.
0: That's a very big gamble, I must admit. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, Liverpool, we have making headlines is Diogo Jota, who's coming in at 6.5. Has been amongst the goal recently. And also, in the preseason he was decent. Uh, but I don't know whether he'll be making... Uh, getting a lot of play time. Uh... Could someone has him as a bench option or maybe a rotating? What do you think? Uh, is Jota the one to keep or maybe discard him? Shashwar? Um,
3: I, I, I think I, uh, I'll, I'll discard him, I think. Because for the same reason that you're saying, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll get any play time or not. Uh, Liverpool has done a fantastic job in signing Jota and Thiago to add that uh, bench depth. I was really uh, like excited for the last season for Liverpool. I thought they'll be doing really well. Things change. But um, that is the thing. But the other question, the other part of the coin would be uh, if Jota comes in, uh, he is going to score a lot more goals than Ferminio. I've, I've kept Roberto Firmino throughout seasons and In hope that he'll score sometimes, but Roberto Firmino drops back a lot to give Salah and Mane that space to come in and score. Now Jota is not that type of a striker. He won't do that. Like if Mm -hmm. he gets a lot of game time, he he doesn't pass to Ronaldo in Portugal matches. Like why would he pass to Salah and Mane? That is what (laughs) I've seen in today. (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah, so he he I think. That Selfish. is on yeah yeah so that is I guess he he'll play as an out and out striker Jota like, he'll uh, if Jota comes in a striker he'll also make a dent on the number of goals Salah and Mane score in a particular season uh, that is the other part of it but in the beginning I think I discard Jota I don't know uh, if Jorgen Klopp has a plan to make uh, make him a proper replacement for
0: Fabinho. Yeah definitely I mean Jota is very dubious for me Sagar what are your thoughts on Jota? <laughs>
3: Uh, so, I think
2: so, Jota is going to gonna start the first two matches as Firmino was, I think so, with Brazil.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so, I saw a leak lineup uh, on Twitter. So, Jota, uh, Jota will start the first match against Norwich. So, I was planning to have him. If I don't have Trent, I, I might have Jota initially. Because mm-hmm. uh, he's very explosive. So, I can see uh, two goals in him versus Norwich. So, I might just go with him.
0: To start with. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, these are good options and uh, talking about options, uh, we have very good budget midfielders in uh, Arsenal as of now, who are kind of having a resurgence, kind of a resurgence because it's not proved yet, anything like that. They have Emil Smith-Rowe who has been giving the number 10 jersey, who is expected to play a major role this time, coming in at 5.5, such a juicy price range. And Saka had uh, been given a price uh, hike. It's He's gone to 6.5. So if any one of you has a space of that price range, and if you got to choose from Arsenal, who would that be? Uh, Yeshasw. Uh,
1: ESR comes cheap for 5.5. Then yeah. Saka is also there. And considering the resurgence of Emil smith uh, So definitely, he he goes in my squad because then, like I mean, there are other people who other players who are like on the uh, costlier side. But then, ESR makes way, surely. Not right now, but like probably Mm -hmm. sometime later when we see like I mean how Arsenal um, line up and how they are performing. So based on all their fixtures and their uh, form, uh, my pick would be.
0: Yeah, Sagar. So what do you think? Uh, so,
2: I am avoiding Arsenal. So, I always avoided Ars- Arsenal till uh, Sanchez was there. He was in my team. But after mm-hmm. that, there has been no player of Arsenal in my team because I just don't trust him. Uh, like, they might perform versus Man City, but they might lose to uh, Norwich. So, I can't trust yeah. any of them. It's not your <laughs> fault. It's Arsenal
0: after all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I mean, but uh, Emil Smith-Rowe playing in in the place of Odegaard, who was really instrumental last time. And he also got a lot of playtime. I think he is a juicy pick. He's a... Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Sagar, go on. Yeah, so he's
2: a very good pick. But I guess after game week four, so they play uh, play Chelsea in game week two and Man City away in game week three. So Mm -hmm. I would pick him from game week four onwards, where they have a very good run. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so, Sashwat, what do you think about ESR and Saka?
3: Uh, so, for, for for ESR, Saka and for players like ESR and Saka, like, there, there's an entire bunch and I'll say the same thing for them. It doesn't matter if you're a juicy player, it doesn't matter if you're an impactful player if you don't score goals or you don't give an assist. So, that is, that is what I see as, as an FPL manager's perspective, that you might be doing great things on the field, but if you're not providing assists, if you're not scoring goals, at the end of the day, you're giving me two points. So I wouldn't really consider uh, going with this players. Great. Huh?
0: Sorry. It, it, this was it's a very important point that you made.
3: Yeah. Right. So so th- that is what I realized. Like with a lot of players, I realized this with uh, other players also who are very impactful, like being considered very important pieces. But the thing is that you're involved in a goal. You're not giving me an assist or you're not giving me a goal. So, so I don't see that you. And Arsenal doesn't really score a lot of goals. So, so I and if they do have to score a goal, I don't see that coming from uh, Smith Rowe or Saka. I would uh, I guess it would be coming from uh, Lacazette or Aubameyang or someone. So I won't consider Arsenal playing right now.
0: Yeah, definitely. Let's move to the North London rivals. I think in their team, Son is the only option, clear option that you can pick out. Uh, is there anybody else who can actually turn the tables this time around? With that, let's not consider Kane as of now. Uh, is there anybody else whom we can keep an eye on as of now? Uh, what do you think i Sagar?
2: Uh, so I would go to the old times I think so Dele Ali might play his way into the team and his price is just 6.5 so mm-hmm. he he's a uh, people should look out for him from game week 3 and onwards if he's starting and playing is playing in the number 10 role so he mm-hmm. might be very good so he's one of the options in Spurs
0: and what about Lucas Moura what do you think I'm not pretty
2: sure he starts all the matches because I Think so Kane Son and they have signed uh, uh, signed one more striker. So I doubt very much. Doubt he will be a, a definite starter. Winger.
0: Signed... Yeah.
2: yeah, I guess I don't think so. He will start all the matches.
0: Yeah, it'll take time for him to settle. All right, uh, Yashas, what do you think about Tottenham? Whom can we pick apart from uh, Son? One of the picks would be Dotty. Not right now. Later in the like game week, somewhere around
1: like game week seven eight because uh, that's i mean he seems to be a a regular starter for uh, wolves under uh, the new manager and mm-hmm. uh, let's see how transfer window goes for spurs because the thing is like i mean uh, it's it's not clear at all like how they mm-hmm. are planning and uh, what is it what is uh, going to be with harry kane so if harry kane stays then he definitely comes in along with one but then i don't see anyone apart from these two as of now.
0: Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Definitely. All right. Guys, do you have any other differentials from any other mid-table team or other team that you think would make an impact in the coming game weeks?
2: I think Sophia
3: covered mm-hmm. majorly all the differentials also, I guess. Mm-hmm. All are covered. I would say there are, there are a lot of potential differentials that are there about whom we don't know yet. But I think uh, this is going to be the season where uh, we're going to have a couple of standouts in terms of differentials. Like we saw Michu, like we saw uh, Puki coming out. Mm-hmm. So, I think we we uh, there are a couple of potential players who could be differentials as the season begins. I guess and- uh, they will be coming up, but difficult to predict right now. Yeah. And there are players like Zaha
2: who always performs well but uh, we never can Still is him. overlooked. Yeah, yeah, still is overlooked.
0: Also, there is Leon Bailey coming in this time uh, from Le- Leverkusen. Uh, good option for the start or just let's see what's going on with Villa.
2: I would wait and watch with Villa. Means Ings would be my first choice. Uh, I would wait uh, and watch how they line-up.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Now let's move on to the defenders. Defenders, uh, we talked definitely all about Trent. Uh, now let's talk about the other guys that are available. Uh, Manchester City and defenders are a different game altogether, and you can't pick one of any of them. Uh, so we'll skip Man City as of now. And uh, what do you guys think in this uh, price range of five to six? Uh, who are the guys who can actually make a difference uh, let's start with Sagar
2: uh, so very easy to pick one so the first one is Luke Shaw I guess his ownership in, on the site is around uh, 55% and coming from Euros and all uh, so I guess he's the first one in my team sheet uh, mm-hmm. for defenders uh, very attacking plus clean sheet uh, plus Man United signing Varane uh, so our defence is very strong Yeah. so he would be the first one
0: and uh, uh, people are also considering Lucas Dean as an option. Uh, is 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 it feasible to have him in the team right now because you know Everton is a little shaky.
2: I had him till last Saturday, but I saw the <laughs> result <laughs> and how how they uh, went about it, so I, I dropped him after that match. So I don't trust uh, Everton currently, so that's the reason.
0: Mm-hmm. And what about João Cancelo? I think he's the only guy from Man City that can start.
2: I think so. He had COVID during, the, uh, yeah, during the Euro, so he missed Euros. Uh, he should be the one uh, who is going to uh, gonna start for Man City. But I guess at that price, you would need uh, at six million, you would need some players who are very sure you are going are um, going going to start every match. Uh, but with City and Pep, we can't trust them uh, mm-hmm. to start with. So yeah, if you if you want to go at that price at six million, I would rather about Diaz because mm-hmm. he's nailed and he's going to start every match so we are pretty sure about that or John Stones at 5.5 mm-hmm. 5. as Laporte I guess is going to going to some other club so I I guess yeah that would be my choice from City
0: Alright uh, Yesha, so what do you think about defenders in that price range Who uh, whom what? are you pick
1: my first pick is uh, Luke Shaw then there's Lucas Digne. Then mm-hmm. there's Cresswell. so these three options are there in uh, my 5.5 range,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, as we already spoke about Semeka, so he already fits in.
0: So Guess.
1: these are these are the like defenders I'm counting on, mm-hmm. and considering how well Shaw did in Euros, so definitely that's one one major reason why like picking for picking Shaw up front.
0: Yeah, you know, there's one very good attacking and defending option, but. The only problem is that he plays for Arsenal. Is <laughs> Kirin Yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if he would have been even in Leicester, he would have been my first choice. Mm. Anyway, Shashwath, what are your picks?
3: Uh, my my plan is similar. Like, uh, I can see that with Rafael Varan coming in, uh, our fullbacks are going to have a lot more a opp- lot of opportunities to run ahead to attack and Luke Shaw anyways has always been involved as an attacker so Luke Shaw uh, another prospect that I'm looking at is Ben Chilwell I don't know I just like that player always Mm -hmm. so I'll I'll see how that goes but I am considering Chilwell and Shaw
0: problem with Chelsea's defense is like you don't know who's gonna play and I think uh, Tuchel has a problem with Chilwell because he hasn't been playing him a lot right then maybe I guess Reese James will be coming in
3: uh, then I'll, I'll probably I'll go for him
0: then. The Chelseas and the wingbacks have a real bit of dilemma. You know, uh, you can't really pick out who's gonna start one day and who's gonna start not. Because as we, as I mentioned, we saw uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi starting as a right back last night, right wing back. So okay. uh, I think for me, I'll probably if I want to have anybody from Chelsea, I'll have Rudiger because he gives a good value for money. And uh, he sometimes provides assists as well. So, I think Rudiger, for me, is the pick from Chelsea. And he's sure to start. So, that's the main thing we want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And very good pick from Arsenal. Another player is Ben White. Coming at a 4.5. Definite starter. And they have a good uh, run of fixtures from, I think, game 3 or 4. So, Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. Yes, are You were mentioning something.
2: Uh, yeah, so he is in my team. So I am playing him. Uh, Four point five is a very good price for him. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, he should be very good.
0: I am. I am having Tyranny in my team right now, but I'm considering changing him for Junior Faper. Uh, I'm confused. Le- Leeds defender. Yeah, Leeds. Yeah, yeah. Because he has been playing really good in the preseason, and uh, Leeds is a team, you know, who is dependent on fullbacks. Because last time round, uh, Alyoski, Alyoski was this guy. Uh, yeah, he played as uh, the left back and he left. So, uh, a fast-flowing defender, and he's strong as well and fast enough. So, I think Fuepo could be a very big differential this time round. uh all right uh, now that we have discussed about defenders uh, let's talk about the goalkeepers so what wh- how do you uh, divide the pricing in your goalkeepers because i sometimes go for minimum maximum that i go is a 5 and a 4 or maybe 4.5 and uh, as of now this time i'm going for a 4.5 and 4 uh how do you guys manage Sashvith? Uh
3: from uh Mostly what I do is that the goalkeepers are the last players I pick. <laughs> so it depends on what I have left and what I can afford.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: I don't really put in a lot of effort in goalkeepers. Uh he should be a short starter. That is all I consider. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. Nothing else. Yeah,
0: yeah uh Yashas, so how do you pick your goalkeepers?
1: Uh one of the re- one of the aspects that I see is the price and uh, the amount of saves he's going to do. Mm-hmm. So, that was the reason, like, I mean, Martinez came in and uh, he he was, like, the favourite pick as goalkeeper last year. But not mm-hmm. this year because we have Sanchez right now. And yeah. uh, that's the thing, like, one of the aspects, as I said, the price pool, uh, the price. And the second one is the availability of, availability and the number of saves that particular goalkeeper is going to do.
0: So, you keep one uh, goalkeeper... Itself, who is going to be playing all along, or you rotate between two.
1: Uh, rotation is important because uh, if you see like fixtures, so based okay. on fixtures, like I mean, I, I I mean I do the rotation.
0: Okay, do you consider having any premium goalkeepers in your team ever?
1: Definitely not, because they yeah. come around like six. So it's either Ederson, Mendy, Allison, or David Ayer. So. But then one of the things like, I mean, this year that has come up is the availability of Henderson. They are saying like, I mean, Henderson might start and because of uh, Henderson, like, I mean, that's one prospect we can, you know, definitely look into.
0: Yeah, Dehaya and uh, Henderson are both priced at five million this time. So it it, it could be tricky. Uh, Sagar, uh, how do you choose your goalkeepers?
2: So, I go for the cheapest one. Uh, So, what I've noticed over the years is the difference between the uh, goalkeeper who is 6 million and the goalkeeper Mm -hmm. who is 4.5 million is just about 10-15 to points on an average. So, there's not uh, much difference. But with that value, 1.5 million, if we pump that value up in the midfield or in the forward area, that's very helpful. Like, for example, if you're starting with Tony and if you want Ings, Ings is a definite Mm -hmm. goal scorer. So, that 1.5 million helps. and the thing with premium goalkeepers is also that they won't get the save points because the defense is very good. So at six million Edison won't be getting any save points but so that's why I prefer a 4.5 goalkeeper and a four uh, four million backup of the same team.
0: Yeah yeah same same with me as well. Uh, I think we did cover the whole of the FPL in a very very detailed manner. Uh, thank you so much for being a part of this episode uh, Sagar Gesha Shashwat thank you so much for coming on this episode on such a short notice uh, thank you so much uh, it was yes. really a pleasure having you on this uh, episode and hope we'll have more yes uh, uh, definitely yeah. so thank definitely. you Nikhil thank for inviting for nice. organizing
2: this and yeah thank you
0: yeah, it's a pleasure it was all mine Yeah. So
3: so thanks Thanks for calling Nikhil And thanks to Yasagar And Yashash I'll be making a lot of changes In my squad tonight
0: <laughs> Yeah I'm so, going directly To FPL to make changes What do you think I arranged this podcast for <laughs> Yeah. Uh,
1: good luck everyone For your uh, Game week one team And let's yeah. hope like, I mean We all took it over there
0: yeah, definitely. All the best to everyone and all the listeners if you're playing for FPL. Uh, Just all 24 the very best. hours. 24 yes, 24 hours, 24 hours left. I know you can make a lot of drafts within 24 hours but you know that will only be playing with your mind. So, stick with one or two maximum. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that thought, uh, we'll wrap up this episode and we'll definitely bring more FPL content in near future. Uh, thank you guys once again for being a part of this episode and... Uh, For our listeners, if you want to be a part of our league, uh, the league code will be mentioned down in the description so do check it and uh, I'll see you in the next episode. Till then, wear a mask, sanitize your hands and stay safe wherever you are. Thank you.